Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Greg Giannotti solo. As I welcome in A.J. Hawk, 11-year NFL veteran, Fox College football analyst, and NFL radio host as well. A.J., good morning. Thanks for joining us as always. How are you? I'm doing well. It's good to be here. Yes, of course. It's good to have you. Uh, are, now be honest. Can you keep up the excitement for the college football playoff in this hiatus? Are you able to have the passion for these games like you did when you found out with the matchups all the way through to when they're played? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think so. If you're a college football fan, it's it's not tough. I think you get more anxious and frustrated that you have to wait so long, it feels like. But, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. I think each day that creeps closer, there's so many bowl games, you can satisfy your college football needs and sprinkle in some NFL games as well. So there, there's plenty to do and watch throughout the holiday season before uh, these playoffs kick off. Has your opinion on these games changed a lot since you first saw the matchups? Uh, as in how? What do you mean exactly? Like, sorry, you first see uh, Alabama-Clemson, you have an initial boom, okay, I know who I like in this game, Georgia-Oklahoma, you're like, boom, all right, I got a feel. But then as the time goes on, because you have so much time to think about it, you waffle back and forth on how you feel about it. Yeah, you can definitely go uh, against your initial instincts when you have this much time to try to break it down and see what who you think will win. But no, I haven't really changed uh, – I haven't changed my opinion too much on what I think is going to happen. I've, I've, I've thought Oklahoma is – they could easily be number one ranked team right now. I, I love Oklahoma. I think Baker Mayfield is special, special quarterback. So, I, I like them. And then the one thing I am kind of waffling on is this Clemson-Alabama game. I, I always have a tough time picking against Alabama. But I really, really love the, the Clemson team and their, their defense and their, their front four especially. So, I'm not 100% sure on who I think is going to win that one. Let's start with Oklahoma here for a second because I also like them a lot. And anytime I tweet out something positive about Oklahoma, everybody comes back with, oh, they're going to have to win every game 54-53, and they've got no defense, and the Big 12 doesn't play any defense. That's the same old stuff. And, and to me, sure, okay, there's an argument there. But if you look at some of these past national championship games, you know, the best offense ends up winning the game. And if you look at every unit, offensive and defense of these top four teams, the best unit is that Oklahoma offense. I think that can carry them to the title, and it seems like you think so too. Yeah, I definitely believe that. I think that's – I mean, look at college football in general. The best defense is a good offense. That's the old cliche saying, but they're, their offense is really, really good, and you just need your defense to be good enough. And if you if your defense can find a way – you get a few turnovers, and, man, you, you give a couple extra possessions to a guy like Baker Mayfield in that offense, if things are looking good for you. How much do you think Alabama getting healthy, especially defensively linebacker position, is going to help them out in this game against Clemson? Total game changer in your mind or just a minor impact? Uh, I think it's, it's more than a minor impact. I don't know if it's a total game changer, but, yeah, it, it's, it, it's going to have a, a big impact, I think. Now that they're finally healthy, the defense – has all their guys back, basically. And I think Nick Saban would, would not 
tip you off to it of how big of an impact that will have for this team. But I, I think it's going to be huge. And, and that's one of the few things I, I think that could is the next piece of the puzzle for this Alabama team that could help them find a way to, to beat Clemson. Gio and Jones with AJ Hawk across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Last year, this time, we were talking so much about big running backs skipping their bowl games to stay healthy for the NFL draft and Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey. You haven't seen as much of that this year. Uh, you see Bryce Love playing. You're going to see Saquon Barkley play. Uh, do you think that is the right decision for players to play in these meaningless games that could end up affecting their draft status? Uh, it's such an individual like decision, I believe, for depending on who the player is, when he's projected to get drafted. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I'm glad that I'm not a, a college junior or senior right now trying to figure out what to do in a bowl game. I, I think I would have played in my bowl game no matter what. I think just at the time I was so young and not really thinking about the NFL, but now guys have, you know, people chirping in their ear from when they're in middle school. So it's a real thing where if you go out there and you get hurt and you drop a few rounds or say you have something that, that puts you out and you can't really be fully healthy for a year or two. That's, that's a big deal in, in your football future. So I think depending on who you are, I, I completely understand when guys sit out the bowl games and when they do not play, especially if it's not a, uh, if it's not in the college football playoffs or it's not a huge big time bowl game for you. I, I don't blame them for doing it. And I, uh, I think we'll see if this will be sprinkled in throughout the next 10, 20 years in college football to where guys will, will make decisions to, to try to protect themselves a little bit going into the draft. With the quarterbacks we've heard so much about, and it seemed like beginning of the college football season, and we were all talking about them, and then it sort of fell off a little bit. Now we're talking about them again in, in Darnold, Rosen, and Allen. Of those three guys, you're an NFL general manager. You have your pick. Where are you going? Oh, I, I'm going Sam Darnold. I, I love everything that, that he does. I love his demeanor. Uh, obviously, all the physical tools, he he turns the ball over a, a little bit, but I think that's one of the things that – one of the few things that a coach can help you with once you get to the NFL. I mean, you're not going to change – you can have all these quarterback gurus all you want. You're not going to change your delivery. You're not going to change how you throw the ball. That's what you're born with. You cannot change your mechanics, really. You can You can help with your footwork and fundamentals, but decision-making, I think that's one of the things that you can get better at as you get older and – and Sam Darnold will force some balls in and throw some interceptions every once in a while. But I think he he's deceptively elusive with his feet, can move around, and just makes plays. And guys, his teammates seem to love to be around him. So he would be the top of those three, no question, if I was a GM. Do you think that Rosen's confidence and bravado is going to help him or hinder him more? I think it depends on where he goes and what, who his offensive coordinator is, what the weapons are around him. But I think it can, it can ultimately help him. I really do. If you're a quarterback, the worst thing that can happen to you is your confidence being shot. I can't imagine trying to, at some point in your career, you're going to throw a pick six probably. And you have to get the ball back. They're going to, give, you're going to kick it right back to you. And you're going to have to pull the trigger and make that same throw again probably on the next drive. And you have to have the confidence to do it. If your confidence is shot, I don't think no matter what tools you have physically as a quarterback, it's going to be tough. So I love the fact that he's confident and bravado. That's what you want in a quarterback. Look at look at a guy like Brett Favre. But I played two years with Brett, and Brett wasn't cocky or anything, but he had supreme confidence in his arm and what he could do on the field. And I love that. If I'm a, if I'm a player on that team, 
I want my quarterback to have that. You want him to have some fight and some passion. Yeah, it may spill over and may have a few mistakes here and there, but I think you'll, you understand and you take the good with the bad. Gio and Jones with A.J. Hawk, 11-year NFL veteran, Fox College football analyst, and NFL radio host. I want to talk about the NFL and this James Harrison saga. If you were in that Steelers locker room and this played out, how would you feel about James Harrison? Uh, well, first of all, I don't, James Harrison's not a traitor or anything. I, I love people trying to say that. He was cut by the Steelers. Now it's coming out that he had asked to be cut, and I, I understand where he's coming from. He, he said he had to make a business decision, basically. So he'd only played 40 snaps this whole season, and he was inactive for a lot, for six games or something. So they obviously did not have a role for him uh, on the Steelers this year, and they were going to roll with their young guys who were playing well. So the fact that he went to them and asked to be released, and they did, and then he went to the Patriots, it, it seems like a no-brainer if you're James Harrison to where – why wouldn't you sign with the Patriots? They're the team that gives you the best chance to win another Super Bowl ring, and they need help as, at the outside linebacker position. They need help rushing the passer. So there may be a role there for you to play on one of the best teams in the league. So I don't think I don't blame him one bit. I know his teammates are coming out and saying that he asked for it and don't pity him or whatever. But uh, I don't know if James was trying to get that or not. He was just hasn't talked much on the matter, but now he's come out and said that he has to be released just because there wasn't really a role, and I completely get it. Yeah, and I'm with you on that. I think some of the hatred that's been thrown towards him is is over the top. Uh, would you be concerned about your legacy in a place like Pittsburgh? And I spent some years there, and I know that if you're a former Steeler and you contributed in any way to good teams, even the bad teams, the teams that didn't win the Super Bowl, if you were there for a while, I mean, you can have a life there, and you can be someone that is revered for your the rest of your years. You can come back, people treat you like a king. So if you're James Harrison, do you consider that legacy and what the fans there and that organization thinks of you by joining the Patriots? Yeah, maybe a little bit, I'm sure, because those fans have loved him for so long, and they have some of the, the most rabid fan base in the NFL. I've played there, played, have seen how they travel on the road. They are uh, they're great fans. Maybe a little bit, but I think time heals everything. I mean, going back to Brett Favre, I was there when they – when Brett wanted to come back, we'd already moved on to Aaron Rodgers. Then Brett goes to our rival in the Minnesota Vikings, and everyone and Brett was just a, the, an outcast in Wisconsin. And now everything's all good. Time heals everything. So I think eventually people will settle down from it. There'll always be some diehard Pittsburgh people that will never ever forgive him. But hey, that's why the NFL is a great league. That's why fans are, are so fun because they care so much about the team. But I think for the most part, the majority of people understand what he did and they understand wanting to get a Super Bowl ring. So, yeah, but he got released, and he went to a team that gives him a chance not only to have a big role, but to win a ring. Think he can still be effective? Yeah, I do. I really do. I think they're going to have to find a way to use him right. I don't know how many plays that is a game, but he definitely can still be effective setting the edge in the run game, and then he can still rush the passer. He's that squatty, that short, squatty body. Everyone knows you've seen the videos of him working out. He is so strong that these big six foot six tackles if you can get underneath their pads they can james can still be very very effective you a big new year's guy aj like you have big plans where you're gonna go to a party and are you gonna be asleep at midnight uh no i mean i, I definitely feel like an old guy i don't know if i'll be asleep at midnight but i don't have huge plans i have four little kids one of my kids 
Uh, my third birthday is December 31st, New Year's Eve. So who knows? He oh. won't be awake. At, he won't be awake when the ball's dropping. But <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not a huge New Year's guy. I try, try to stay off the roads on New Year's Eve. Yes, very, very smart advice. AJ, thanks for the time this morning. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.